0: Hello. I need to turn him down and shit. And, then... and in this corner, standing a tall six foot two? Question mark. We six. have Dave.
1: I, How tall are you? <laughs> I am six foot when I'm standing straight up. About five foot eleven, <laughs> slouching. And the man without a
0: plan, your host Terry Smith. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, that's I, I enjoy playing with
1: Discord bots. So, Dave, where, are you ready? I believe I am.
0: <laughs> we had to pay a lot of money for that intro, so I hope people are super ready for this.
1: Do we even have money anymore?
0: Not after that. That was all of it. Oh, <laughs> I spent no. all of it on that, on that, like 13 seconds.
1: All right, I'll get us some ramen. We'll survive <laughs> for maybe a week. You know, <laughs> I got asked one time when I was,
0: <laughs> I worked at Meyer for a short amount of time and I got asked if we had any off-brand ramen and <laughs> what would that be? I don't understand. I didn't understand at the time and I really don't understand now, like trying to officially, like, what would be the off-brand of ramen? Is it like, would the noodles be harder somehow?
1: Isn't, isn't Maruchan or however you say it, because I can't read. Yeah, isn't...
0: like the, the, the cupo noodles.
1: Yeah, isn't isn't that already the off-brand?
0: Yeah, they're all already off brand. It's ramen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you didn't go to a restaurant and order ramen. It's already the off-brand. Yeah, There's like, no
1: on brand. If Final Fantasy 15 is to be believed, the <laughs> uh, the on brand is like top noodle or some shit.
0: <laughs> Listen, top noodle is the shit. Uh <laughs> So for the uninitiated, welcome to Aiming for Mediocrity, the podcast that aims for, you know, just below the middle when it comes to standards and somehow doesn't hit it at any point in time. But, you know, today we we now we're still probably not going to meet those standards. So today we're t- going to talk about getting old. And I know what you're thinking. If you listen to this podcast, we already did that. Except, yeah, we're just going to do it again but with more things. So today, Dave, I want to ask you what noise did your body make that you weren't
1: prepared for? Um probably it would have to be that that noise that stomachs make when like you're like something went wrong inside and like you're if you don't get to a bathroom you're probably going to shit yourself yeah that's not that's just the worst my body does
0: that on like a daily basis and it's it's less of an alarm bell when you think of an alarm it's like a warning almost you know like a uh, challenger approaches kind of thing yeah like but now it's not now it's more like listen clean up an aisle five like it's just the guy like playing he's like listen if we were going to warn if there was going to be any sort of preemptive um preparation it was two days ago like the damage has been done i just wanted to let you know That it's happening. That's what the sounds that my body makes. Today, when I got out of bed, I, um, I threw out my back and (laughs) it just like, I didn't do anything. I'm not an active person. It wasn't like yesterday. I got into a fight or I went for a run, which is probably why I'm able to throw out my back this way. What I had done was rolled over to hug my wife. That was like one arm motion, not even two. I went to roll over, put my arm around her and my back said, nope, I quit. And uh, it did. For for about three hours, I wasn't able to move from my own mattress. How so, are you yeah.
1: not dead? I mean,
0: alive is a relative <laughs> relative status when it comes to how I exist. And I know what people are thinking. Oh, you must be 100. Nope. I am 27. Uh, things I often battle with are uh, worrying about getting gout. Um, you know, <laughs> making sure my back is still operational. Uh, battling hair that keeps growing everywhere. You know, (laughs) these are the things that that happen to you once you become a father. Your body just decides, you know what? You've created two more lives. You don't need your own anymore. (laughs) It's just, we quit. Uh, Dave, uh, you're not a father, but I assume that you run into these things because you also don't take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm a fucking train wreck, but minus like the (laughs) the weight of two kids. So (laughs) like my body, it, it can survive for maybe five years longer than Terry's. But, um, one big concern for me is probably my knees just shattering into oblivion because they fucking pop every time I stand up. It's like, and it's like, you know what people are thinking is like, oh, you must have run track
0: in high school or you, know, you were on the basketball team.
1: No. What did you do? Not much, yeah, I did none of those things. In fact, Usually, my hobbies involved sitting in a chair, sitting um on a stoop, maybe, or sitting on a uh, stoop pavement. kids leaving the stoop. Nope, jokes on them. Never left the stoop.
0: We just nope. sat there, probably again, like it's, it's like the the um diminishing returns, like like we didn't do anything, so we didn't have damage under our body. but our body also can't take any damage. yeah. <laughs> It's just all this chip damage. Like if 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 we were Street Fighter and life was Ryu and we were Ken, Ryu had just been just kicking us in the shin over and over and over again, <laughs> and it's fi- finally starting to KO us. Uh, um, you know, I was talking to. Uh, my doctor, and I was like, how do I fix some of these issues that I'm running into, you know, diet, exercise? And I said, okay, how much of this? How much of that? Like, they said, you know, you drink a lot of water, but you need even more. And I was like, oh, how much more? And he goes, your body will know. And <laughs> I just had to laugh directly in his face because my body knows nothing. And all of the hippy dippy people, and I know I just called my doctor hippy dippy, but all the people that that say, oh, your body will know, they've never gone through puberty. Because I can tell you right now, anybody who has, your body knows nothing. Because it does things like, hey, did the wind hit you? Yep, time for a boner. Like what <laughs> what is the calculation there? Like oh if this were God. if this was that movie Inside Out, like <laughs> who's at the controls going, hmm, a strong breeze from the south? It feels like, yep, time to make an erect penis. Like that's something that happens
1: to young men <laughs> who yeah. go through puberty. <laughs> Gym class, it was always like, oh. I see you're wearing athletic shorts. That'd be a shame if someone ruined it for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just make sure no one will speak to you for the rest of junior year. Like, how about that? How about we do that to you? And so, like, don't tell me my body knows. My body doesn't know what it's doing. You know what it started to do? It was like, hmm, he needs hair. Where should we put it? His face? Nah, nah, that wouldn't make sense. His armpit? Mm, Definitely not. You know where? His butthole. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's where he's just lacking hair. I think he just needs a little bit more in there. And then we'll head up towards the taint and work our way up from there. And why not? <laughs> and then like if you think, oh, well, your body eventually learned and now it knows. Hmm. Incorrect. Because you know, as your hair starts to grow other places, like, hmm, we finished up the face. The face looks good, I think. Uh it grows faster and stronger on the right side. That's perfect. You don't want an even beard. You want it lopsided um to the right side of his face like he had a stroke but only when it comes to beards and uh all that extra stuff he had up on top let's start pushing that back he doesn't need that it's too hot up there let's put it on his shoulders how about let's uh let's start working his way down the back you know and should we put the same kind of hair everywhere Mm-mm. no 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 let's put like smooth like arm hair on his left side and just like super coarse just pubes on his right running right down <laughs> his spine let's make sure that's how we you know it's a canvas and we need to paint our mural on him. So don't tell me my body fucking knows. Okay? It knows jack shit. Every once in a while, again, I think it's a fart, and I just shit my pants.
1: <laughs> well, it, it really just depends on whether or not Spider-Man's on the screen. <laughs> well, listen,
0: if you, if you don't know, you can check out Can't Be, Killed, <laughs> Can't Be Killed Confessions, one of my podcasts where I tell all of my deepest, darkest secrets and, you know, insecurities. And sometimes when I see Spider-Man on television, I shit myself, you know? So, again, my body knows nothing. And getting old is awful. And if you think you're not getting old, you're wrong. You already have. That's that's how life fucking works. Well, <laughs> my wife's it, turning 27 next week, and she's like, is this going to happen to me? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's gonna <laughs> it's going to happen.
1: To... To counter your point, I think that maybe at one point our bodies did know, but I think that when we filled our bodies with so much Mountain Dew and Funyuns and Doritos for, I think that would have be like, you know, a decade and a half, we, prob- <laughs> we probably killed that part of our brain that would know what to do.
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's like kind of like putting meth in your body. It just rewires the, your chemistry. <laughs> like- <laughs> but listen i argue with that because my body didn't know when to stop when it came to mountain doing and funny and so it's it's fall <laughs> okay yeah that's fair i never got a signal that was like oh that's enough hot pocket like that never that never came through if anything it was like holy fuck what was that do we have more things that are that flavor because that's the only thing you need to eat <laughs> cheese mozzarella pepperoni how many things come with that combination Buy all of those things, cut out everything else except for chocolate. Make sure that's in there. And whatever flavor you would call Mountain Dew. I don't know, radiation, gamma flavored. Like <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Mountain Dew flavor is. It says citrus, but uh, listen, I've had an orange and uh, that's not citrus. Okay. Mountain Dew is not citrus. It's the dew from the mountain that apparently Hulk was fucking tested on. <laughs> that's how you make Mountain
1: Dew. No, I, I feel like like it's the dew from the mountain that Hulk fucked.
0: <laughs> exactly. There's no other way to describe it. Like you know that scene in the uh, The Incredible Hulk where like it cuts to the bottle that his blood got into. So like Hulk's in the factory, he cuts himself and a, like a drop of his blood lands in one like mango drink or whatever. Yeah. Stanley drinks it and then like freaks out. That's what. <laughs> that's like that's the only way to make Mountain Dew. I think <laughs> like there's not a be. Yeah, there's no other there's no other way to create it. Like when you have you seen those ads where it's like this is how much sugar is in Mountain Dew. It's like more than a two liter. Like you fill up a two liter with sugar. There's more than that somehow unnaturally in Mountain Dew. Like it's creates some sort of weird synthesis. It's kind of like plasma when you think of, you know, you're in physical science class. Then like there are there are different phases of matter there. There's, you know. Gas and solids and liquids, but there's this fourth that no one talks about—plasma—that we really don't have a grip on. The fifth is Mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> C- can we make uh, a reshoot of the fifth element and just have it a Mountain <laughs> Dew cheerleader? Lilu Dallas, and she's just chugging. <laughs> <laughs> coming, man, coming. But but it's like it's like live wire, and like that's how like, her hair got that color.
0: It makes so much more sense now. Uh, you know, every time I do have a Mountain Dew, I do I do think of Mila Jovovich. Uh, I don't know what the, what the math is on that, how that checks out. You know why? Because my body doesn't know anything. <laughs> and it's just, the math doesn't add up anywhere. So other than uh, myself completely falling apart and uh, deciding I think I need to go for a run now, because that's just a thing you have to do when you get close to 80. Uh, (laughs) Um, have you been experiencing any other parts where you think like your personality starting to like match up to like your body, (laughs) like as you're starting to age?
1: Um, God, I hope not. (laughs) I have tried to be a man child as long as possible.
0: (laughs) I'm sure like being around my children doesn't help at all. Like they're like, oh, my dad does this and that. And they're like, what do you do, Uncle Dave? It's like, well, uh. Not that I'm like,
1: <laughs> I'm like cool. Want to watch Power Rangers? <laughs>
0: To be fair, like they're starting to learn that I'm also not an adult. Like they always picture me as an adult. Like I'm dad. I make rules. I cook pancakes or whatever. But like my wife has had to go back into her clinic. She she goes to school for dental hygienistry for the people that don't know. And uh, they've started to open up some of those things because their their guidelines are so strict. Like they're wearing like a full hazmat suit basically as they study, you know, teeth. And uh, so she's had to go in. So it's just me at home with the kids three four days a week and i get to work from home thankfully and that means i do everything and before it was always like 50 50 but now it's more like i'm kind of a stay-at-home dad and they're starting they're starting to see the seams you know what i mean like i kind of held it together and now they're starting to go hmm we've had frozen waffles a lot for for (laughs) meals (laughs) and you know for snack there was more frozen waffles is that a is that a thing but I like, guess had get blueberries in it. <laughs> and you know, like dad eats a lot of bacon. Like, have you ever seen him eat eat not a red meat? <laughs> like, is there anything that, that he doesn't? Eat? Oh, well, he had ice cream yesterday. Uh,
1: wait, there are meat...
0: like, <laughs> yeah.
1: wait, wait. there are meats that aren't red.
0: No, not, not the way I cook them, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the way I drive not the way i drive oh man but <laughs> okay so i if you follow me or honestly any of our social media you've probably seen the blitz that we've been doing i've been trying to do more social media get us out there and uh one of the things i've been doing is cataloging a lot of the dad life stuff because again i'm more i've always been hands-on but now it's just me it's just me and the kids almost 24 7 Man. You know, cooking frozen waffles isn't enough. Every every once in a while, I have to get them a snack that isn't from a package. And what I decided to do was, you know, put some peanut butter on some toast, you know, go full artisanal on this bitch. And, <laughs> and my daughter, because she doesn't know better, you know, she's like, oh, my God, dad, you're such a good chef. My compliments to the chef. And she does the chef's kiss.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> it's so adorable. Right. Except for like she, God, thinks I'm amazing. Like, I made this fucking peanut butter
1: you put peanut butter on burnt bread it is fucking amazing
0: <laughs> but she was just so happy to the point this was a day ago today she came up to me after my wife had cooked her <laughs> smoked salmon with this like awesome like rice pilaf and by the way for the record i do actually do know how to cook i just don't have the time <laughs> but so i don't so I, do, I guess for the record to show i'm a piece of shit um but my wife made this amazing dinner and she goes hmm I don't know, but daddy's peanut butter toast.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> and she thanked me again in front of my wife. Uh, and so I guess the cat's
1: out of the bag, too, with her. <laughs> that's well, that's there, what I made. There's just not enough preservatives to keep that flavor in the salmon and the rice pilaf.
0: <laughs> exactly. You, you know, you need more MSG. That's you what, really do. You know. I, I, I my daughter asked because like she heard me and my wife talk about MSG. She was like, "What is MSG?" And I was like, "I don't know." I once heard someone talk about like it was like salt that was that was radioactive, and that's that's kind of how I carried MSG. It's just like amazing. It's like a magical powder that makes everything taste better, kind of like cocaine, uh, but cheaper and available not just in Miami. Like you can get that, you can get MSG mostly anywhere. Uh, <laughs> anyways dave get me out of talking about cocaine and cooking peanut butter toast what have you been up to lately
1: um i've been working from not home because my work sucks
0: safe safe um i've heard that honestly covid can't affect you if you uh are working in an eight-hour shift no if,
1: uh, if you're in uniform it just it doesn't hit you
0: it's uh i think i think what the what the president had said was I'm rubber and you're glue. And that applies to the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that was a, a factual statement. Um, he oh. used some bigly words. And, oh, uh, bigly. Bigly, you know. Uh, tremendous, Huge. tremendous words. Huge. Huge. <laughs> I've been trying not to get upset because more and more people are like, listen, I haven't got it yet. I'm going to risk it or I'm going to go out or I don't believe in it because they've lasted this long. And then The Rock got sick. And, like, I wanted to be like not happy like i'm glad that the rock survived and i'm glad that i'm gonna call him Dwayne because we're buddies i'm glad that Dwayne made it through and that he can kind of be this player like listen anybody can get it this is a real thing but also it's got all these people who think they're the rock or like think they're buff like i mean i work out just as much as him and it's like you don't and you're awful it's hilarious that you think you do but now because rock is like this mentor for so many people, they're like, "Well, I can't get sick." He didn't. He didn't do it, so so I can't get it, you know. Mm. And that's not the message I wanted them to carry. I always thought I thought maybe it was like, "Oh, he's showing everybody he can get like it can happen, and he'll show everybody like it can happen to anybody." And we'll have all these people that look up to Dwayne the Rock Johnson will now believe that COVID exists. And instead, they're just like, "Well, like now I believe it," but like as long as I lift weights, I'm going to be fine. I'm like, oh, shit. No, that's not the message that he was trying to send. Ah, damn it. But it is always good just looking at The Rock. I I don't really have an end to that story other than just Google The Rock in his cheat days. Makes you want sushi. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I always want sushi.
0: Because of The Rock or just in general? Yes. Okay. Do you you eat sushi? I don't know this.
1: I've never had sushi before. I'm scared. I'm scared to try it.
0: Why? What do you think's going to happen? I don't know. Is that how you get coronavirus? <laughs> uh, really though, you've never had it?
1: No, yeah, never had sushi. I want to try it, really do. I've just been scared and never had like a I feel like a good opportunity for it. It's always so, to, like, some super cheap restaurant where I'm just like, mm, maybe not here. There's
0: a point of diminishing returns. You don't need to spend a lot of money on sushi, but like it's raw fish, like right. for the majority of it, so you have to worry about that, I guess, a little bit. But they they go on grades like it's not like cheap fish that they make sushi with. Even you go to Walmart and you buy sushi from their deli or whatever. It has to be made with a certain grade of fish so that they don't get sick. Like it's not it's not anything that's going to kill you, man. It's like it's mayonnaise with rice, usually spicy mayonnaise and rice with like a piece of kelp. Like <laughs> I, I know, but like
1: I'm afraid of new things. I'm a white American
0: i mean that's fair i understand like you know potato salad gi joe baseball i get it
1: well well, hold on hold on potato salad as long as it's got raisins in it
0: (laughs) why Why (laughs) i'm I'm kidding i'm
1: kidding fuck that shit if you do that get the fuck out we don't need you here
0: there's that really good sketch with chadwick boseman uh rest his soul you know god that sucks let's keep going but uh before i start to cry um we finally get good marvel movies and people start dying it's fucking a um but there's that sketch where he plays black panther on black jeopardy and he doesn't quite understand the game until it gets to the potato salad question and it was talking about karen's he was like i suspect that she does not put anything other than salt in her potato salad i'm like god damn is that so true (laughs) yeah it's so depressing like you go to like like a, a some sort of family reunion we're from michigan so people don't know if it's not deep fried and it's not some sort of dessert they don't make it well that's just what happens here like if they can't cover it with oil they're like i don't know how to season it what the fuck do you do and i know salt and pepper it's like well have you ever heard of paprika bitch like it's amazing it's red it's right there like your deviled eggs it needs them
1: oh my god deviled eggs with a little bit of paprika like good god it's all you need
0: starting to get hungry just talking about it See, but this is the problem. This is why our body's shutting down, because these are the things, again, growing up in Michigan, th- these are the things that were like, hmm, deviled eggs. That's what, you know, that's what I need on a Saturday like, night.
1: L- listen here, like, if my body's going to shut down, it needs to fucking hurry it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go have some more punch keys. You know, there we go. Can we talk about
0: spelling these things? Like, growing up around all of these Polish words, you would think that I would be able to spell it but google when google will auto auto correct like the correct spelling you know you're looking up something fucked up <laughs> when you're like yeah you try to spell punchki it's like p-a-c-k-z-i or something like that and google's like do you mean like pakistan like what the fuck are you trying to say I'm like I'm, you know the, the delicious deep fried treat with filling they're like a donut like a fucking donut like what the fuck are you trying to say get the fuck out of here with your mitten bullshit. Like, even in the Midwest, we're kind of a joke to people. Like, Minnesota's got a thing. People know what people from Minnesota sound like. You know, Ohio is a joke to the entire country. And then Michigan, they're like, I don't know. You're shaped like a mitten. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck all about you. Like, what are you you about? What do you have? And I was like, oh, we have corn. They're like, oh, no, that's, that's Ohio's thing. What do you have? I'm like, well, we have two pieces of a state. Like, oh, that's fine. Have you ever heard of North Dakota, South Dakota? Fuck yourself. I'm like okay i don't know we have a delicious deep fried treat that we only eat on one day here <laughs> they're like oh fuck you we have donuts so like there's we have nothing i guess even niagara falls i was taught as a child to think that that was a michigan thing no no that's a canada in new york thing we yeah. just co-opted it because we have nothing like like that, that's why you get to study it like we like um uh, I don't know how many other states have it, but like in elementary school, we have an entire class called Michigan history. So, Oh my God. I know, right? Like I've never heard of like, you know, oh, you know, remember in fourth grade when you took New York history? I've never heard of that shit. Michigan's the only one I've ever heard of. And it could be because we're here, but (laughs) we have Michigan history. And like, what did they teach us? I can't remember anything. I remember this is what the fucking state looks like as I hold up my hand and flip myself off. And, And then there was a lot of Polish people. So we have punch keys.
1: I don't remember the name of the book, but it was like a freaking isekai story that we read. <laughs> oh, that... you know what?
0: I know what you're talking about. It was a, uh, what do they call that? It's like historical fiction.
1: Yeah. It was, it was like the, these two kids got like teleported into the past and they met like some explorers Vikings and shit. No, it was, it was Michigan explorers, like bunch of, bunch
0: oh of... yeah. Like they were on uh, the island. Um,
1: yeah. It was, yeah, it was in the of, of superior French explorers. And I'm just like, why are we reading this? I I, no one had ever pointed out to me that those are basically
0: isekai stories. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's really that's the weeaboo speaking right now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I never really thought about that, like all these time travel stories like, oh, that that's basically an isekai, except for less interesting. It, it, um,
1: main character wasn't run over by a truck to get there.
0: I know what's just like growing up with Dragon Ball Z has kind of clouded what we think is cool, especially as a child. But whenever somebody tells me, like, oh, I read a lot of historical fiction, like, that's my favorite, like, like, people really like that Outlander series. I'm like, have you ever seen a dragon? Like, you ever, like, All right, how about aliens? Like, those are pretty neat. Like, you're just going to read about a different time period here.
1: Like, okay. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm going like, I'm, I'm to bring up one historical fiction book that I know you love. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter.
0: Okay, listen, motherfucker, that has <laughs> vampires in it. Okay, that is a different thing. If you read Outlander, Outlander is just about a bitch. <laughs> uh, he goes back in time to a time period. So he's already from back in time. I guess it's also about a very, very kind woman. Um who she's a nurse, but that's not what I talk about. She's actually interesting. I think this is when I, I blow my cover and say that I've read these books and watched the show and it's very entertaining and it ruins the joke. But, <laughs> but I'm thinking of her first love interest, okay? If you so if you're a fan of Outlander, this is who I'm talking about. So her first love interest, he's from the past, right?
1: Uh-huh. And uh-huh.
0: like already, like so she's from i think like 1800s right and she meets dude similar thing 1800s and they go back in time further so like you're already reading a story about a different time period there's already escapism there, and they're like you know what we need to do go further back it's like fuck like what like pick a lane you know it's like if you were to watch back to the future now okay it's (laughs) not interesting anymore it's like he's time you're already time traveling you're watching
1: a time travel. Fucking like, movie we're, we're already past like whatever the what was it like 2012 where they got like the the new sneakers with the like automatic zip-ups or whatever exactly it's like you're watching braveheart
0: and mel Gibson goes further back and you're like i don't care like what like what is the difference you know women are mistreated you know, I was going to say, like, ethnic minorities are mistreated, but they still are. It's no different. Like, that yeah. has not changed. So like, there's there's no reason for some of these changes. So whenever I read a historical fiction book, again, like like the kids who fought off. I think, they're, I think the reason I think the Vikings, I think there's some sort of Viking ghost at some point that is involved in this Lake Superior outing. But they're on that, that island, which I can't even remember what it's called. Is it Drummond Island or is it? there's drummond island is an island in michigan but it might be a different one but they're fighting off these people and they need to find a way back home i'm like why do i care like if you can write a story about anything and i can read a story about anything i'm gonna pick the aliens that you know power up and shoot lasers and dragons and all that stuff i don't want to read about michigan in a different time period why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why the fuck do I give a crap? You're like inaccurate stuff about Michigan from them past. Like, goddamn, like, like, go talk to a Native American. At least their shit is real. Like, at oh. least they were like, yeah, this actually happened. We were here for that. We weren't here for that. Any of the other shit.
1: Like, we were just invaders. At, at uh, least there's there's a culture behind that. Whereas, like, the Michigan history shit is just like, yeah, some white dude showed up.
0: Yeah, except for in that story, like the the white dude's like, yeah, so we saved the day. It's like, nah, I mean, you probably gave everyone smallpox, but. uh... Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) They're they're just Zap Brannigan.
0: (laughs) They're 100% Zap
1: Brannigan. Calling it just Zap Brannigan. (laughs)
0: It's and that's all that's all historical fiction is. You're like, oh, what if we would, like every time I see any sort of like time travel story and it doesn't star like a white dude, which doesn't happen very often. We're, I don't know if you know this, we're very prevalent in media, but I'm like, this is not going to be an uplifting story. Like, <laughs> it can't be. Like, even if you like, fucking, uh, the Three Musketeers was written by a black man, not about black people. What? Like, like, yeah, you didn't know that? No, yeah, so it was uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Wow. Yeah, but like they didn't write about like them because they wouldn't have been a very good protagonist at the time because they wouldn't have been able to get away with anything realistically because the
1: world is horrible. Yeah, so, and so like, whenever yeah, back, but, back then wouldn't have cared. So, exactly.
0: Oh. So when you think of historical fiction, I'm like, I just this is, this is just bullshit. It's all fiction, anyways. We don't actually know what happened because life is a lie, and uh, <laughs> people. Uh, the, what's what's the phrase? History is written by the victors.
1: Yeah. Yeah, See, yeah,
0: like again, if we talk about uh, getting old, which is what we started this podcast about, it's just made me more cynical. I was already there. I was already like Michigan history. This is bullshit. Now I'm just like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, what about that thing that you left? My it's just more bullshit that I'm OK with like this. <laughs> there's nothing that actually brings me joy other than my children. And I try to show my children the stuff that brought me joy before. And now I'm just more cynical about it. Like we watched like four hours with the Power Rangers. I love it. It made me very happy. But like in my head, I'm like, there's a man wearing a rubber suit fighting another man in a rubber suit. They made sparks because blood would have been too bad for the kids. (laughs) Like My brain just like needs to ruin things for me in my head. Like, I can't watch magic anymore. Can you watch a magician do a trick? No, no, because you're like, oh, that's a mirror. I I see how that's done. You know what show I enjoy? It's that uh, fool me or whatever it's called. The the Penn and Teller. Yes, exactly. Because like it's them ruining tricks for other magicians, which is like yeah. the most asinine thing ever. Like I know people really like Penn and Teller, and I know they're nice guys. I listen to them like in a lot of podcasts. But is that not like the like the biggest like asshole move when it comes to like any industry? Like he just like pointing out the secrets of everybody else because you already made your money. Like that's I mean, just so mean.
1: I fucking love that show, but that <laughs> might just paint me as an asshole.
0: I mean, I also love that show, but when you just think about it, their whole career has been made with like, let's make it meta. Let's talk about like the strings that hold up the puppets the entire time. Let's get rid of the illusion. I'm like, but you're illusionist. Don't you want to keep the illusion? They're like, no, no, no. We already got rich off that. Let's ruin everybody else's career <laughs> to the point where like no one gives a fuck about magicians anymore. You know what's interesting, though? The same people, they're that like, that's fake. Those are the same people. They're like, the Earth's flat, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, think the WWE is 100% real. Listen, listen, it's real to me, damn it. Okay. <laughs> you know, fucker, I knew you were going to say that. It was a really fun, like, fun little thought that just popped in my head. Because as, as a kid, my grandpa watched a lot of wrestling, and I thought it was the stupidest shit. <laughs> but, you know... I also, like, didn't like whatever he liked because he was always like, oh, you're watching them Japanese cartoons and, and get this shit off my TV. And I'm just like, screw you, Grandpa. You're an asshole.
0: See, Grandpa and those spandex men. Yeah.
1: And, As and, you watch and... spandex
0: men fight other men in spandex.
1: Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> these, were, these were spandex men that were drawn by real people. <laughs> no, I, mean,
0: I was talking about Power Rangers.
1: Oh, well, I mean, like, I knew that was an act. But he, he was sitting there like, yeah, this is real, real man shit. And I'm like, you're wrong. They're actors.
0: But here's the thing, though, like wrestling, when you get past like the people who think it's real, like wrestlers never tried to pretend like it was real. Like they're putting on a show It was meant to be like, you know, like the Greek, like, you know dramas you know where it's all yeah. played up and they're in a ring when you look at it from that lens like i never appreciated wrestling as a kid i thought the same thing because all of the people that i knew that were fans thought it were real like like mm-hmm. all of my cousins were like oh it's totally real and when you find out it's fake it's like oh it's, it's all fake but when you watch it, i'm like this is badass stuff like i understood why they loved it with the melodrama and the fights and like the choreography it's also cool but because i didn't love it as a kid i don't have that nostalgia for it but yeah. what I do love
1: watching is wrestling
0: documentaries.
1: Oh yeah, that's fascinating shit. I've I watched one at work once. That was, <laughs> Which one did you was, watch? Um, it was about fucking uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Diamond it was,
0: Dallas Page. No, it, uh, it was about Jake the, the Snake,
1: the Nature Boy. Um.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. What'd you watch that on? I need to add uh, that to my queue.
1: Think I think it was just like on ESPN. It was like in the break room.
0: Oh, all of the ESPN ones, Because like, 'cause they've done thirty thirty for thirty. Um so you're talking about Nature Boy, what's like? Uh, he's got another name, right? It's so, a woo guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ric Flair. Yep, Rick Flair. Ric Flair, yes. Yeah, like they do they do thirty for thirty on a bunch of athletes, which is by the way, that's what fucking wrestlers are. Like don't tell me they're not they're like they're athletes combined with acting. Yeah. Like like they work fucking hard. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that they're not awesome.
1: No, I, I, I wanna I wanna back up a little bit and just say that like around seventeen I looked at wrestling in the lens of like, oh, they're fucking superheroes, right? They're right. they're just comic book superheroes on a stage, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh shit, I dig this now. Like I can totally see it. I don't I don't have like the love for it from child point of view, but I was like, no, I totally get that because I had action figures of you know like Spider Man, you know, characters dressed up in spandex, and holy shit, they're the same thing,
0: right? And like that's the thing is like. Again, I don't have the nostalgia for it, but for a long time, when you look at like actors like like The Rock, or even, oh excuse me, like Batista, and like the, having a hard time breaking into mainstream because we were like, oh, they're wrestlers, like they can't be actors, and then you look at them now, like now because like our generation who grew up and like loved wrestling they're like you know we're making stuff now like they're the biggest fucking celebrities in the world like there's no one bigger than the rock really when it comes to acting like on a global scale marky mark made it there for a little bit you know i guess everybody who was in a michael bay movie because they're big in china but a lot like everyone knows who the rock is and then they can smell what he's cooking you know what i mean (laughs) it's like like when it comes to like recognizable figures it's like obama trump taylor swift the rock like you could show you could show like a like some sort of like villager in the middle of nowhere in any country and they'd be like oh yeah that's that's joining the rock johnson you know what i mean like they would be able to fucking pinpoint him and like it's just really cool they've been able to make that jump and i think as a kid i would have found wrestling infinitely more cool if they weren't wearing just the underoos like Fair. so many people, like every toy was just like a buff dude in underoos, which is ridiculous because I fucking loved Batman and Superman, and they only have <laughs> one very thin layer of spandex difference. Like, yeah, <laughs> there, there really is no difference there. But like, I think I uh, I read a couple of stories with like Flex Metallo, um, from DC, and I was like, yeah, I don't like people that look like that. He was fucking weird.
1: Yeah, it's like I prefer my superheroes to wear a onesie under their underwear. <laughs> like n- no flesh, please.
0: And I think part of that is like Superman or not Superman, like like super um super Sentai, like the Power Rangers type influence. Where it's mm-hmm. like Spandex is cool, but like you gotta have a helmet or something, or yeah. like you gotta have two things. You can't just have one thing. If it's just the underoos not cool. Yeah, like you gotta have Spandex, like a
1: helmet, yeah. some cool armor, maybe a sword. One hundred percent. The so, really cool something, thing. Something but, marketable.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you gotta have a gimmick, man. Like we all, jakeyzy. You know, you gotta have a you gotta have a gimmick. When when we look at like like the 90s nostalgia now taking mainstream content, like when you look at all the superheroes now that are getting helmets and like they're they're all super sentai helmets. They're all like they, they messed around with it a little bit with Spider-Man when they did the Sam Raimi with like the Green Goblin. Like his whole look is just straight. Yeah. up Look, well, like it's starting to come back mainstream. They're starting to make it cool. Like you saw it a lot in the CW show like all of the Arrowverse shows. So like there were several characters on there, like the Adam or Spartan, all these characters like had this like full on like power Rangers, like super Sentai derivative helmets, where it's like very sleek, like kind of covers up the face. And like, that's all power Rangers right there. It's really cool. that They started to like kind of break through because everybody remembers power Rangers. You might not have been a fan, but again, just like The Rock, you'd be able to show anybody be like, oh, that's a Power Ranger. Like, I know yeah. that fucking guy. Like, <laughs> and of course, like, he talked like, the, oh, that's that's Jason David Frank. That's, that's the Green Ranger. That's Tommy. Yeah. Everybody fucking knows that guy somehow.
1: Power Rangers was huge, even if you didn't like it. Like, it it was big enough to freaking block a, like, big roadway in California when they had, like, a big... Uh, yeah, it blocked out the highway. Yeah. But
0: when you, like, you think about it now, like, it never stopped. Like similar to wrestling, when you think wrestling, people forget how big wrestling was, and it started to go down a little bit in numbers, just because it's it's kind of hard to follow, and especially with the transition from like cable TV to the internet, like what is popular has definitely changed. The zeitgeist is kind of a nebulous thing when you think about that transition, but like like wrestling, Power Rangers has never stopped. So, while the fans have waxed and waned in numbers, there's always been fans. Even if it's a small group, it's never stopped. So, everybody at least has a touchstone to Power Rangers. Even if you didn't watch it, somebody in your class did. Some friend of yours, some cousin, somebody around you was aware of it. Because, and because it's never stopped, there's so many different touchstones for it that it's always going to be in pop culture. Like, it's not a 90s thing. It's... It's 90s to the 2000s to the 2010s, all the way into the 20s. My kids are fucking Power Rangers fans, partly because I showed it to them. But other kids in their class dressed up as Power Rangers for Halloween last year. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's still everywhere somehow, even though, like, the fan base has changed and gotten smaller. It's like that with wrestling. Like, you know, the last big thing I remember in wrestling were like, it was ubiquitous even to like us who weren't fans, like kids that we knew were doing it. Like that was, uh, oh shoot, I can't think, of, like you can't see me. What's his name? John Cena. Yeah. John Cena was the last big one that I remember. It's like, oh no, everybody knows John Cena, even if you aren't into wrestling. Now I would say Xavier Woods has made it in like the nerdy pop culture. He's so cool and he's like well-known. I don't know. Do you know who Xavier Woods is? No. Okay. So maybe not everybody, but like he's made it into like that level of zeitgeist. But when it comes to like superstar celebrities, I feel like John Cena, Batista and, and The Rock, they're kind of the last ones it doesn't mean it won't come back again it waxes and wanes but i don't see them blowing up taylor swift levels like like the rock again i don't see that happening anytime soon because i feel like people aren't watching wrestling that same way it didn't break through to that next generation like power rangers has started to do
1: hold hold on so like am i wrong in thinking that john cena was in a movie called the rock yes okay
0: the uh, Oh, man. Oh, Dave. Dave, you just said the magical word. Bow, pow bow, bow. Welcome to Two Golden Guns, the podcast within the podcast. I am your host, Terry Smith. With me today, I have Dave. Dave, have you ever seen the movie The Rock?
1: I I don't recall. Uh, who's in it again?
0: Oh, hmm. we can't have a Two Golden Guns segment without John Travolta or Nicolas Cage. But Are what they... if I told you? No, they're not both in it, but okay. Nicolas Cage is. But what if I told you the co-star in this movie? Was Sean Connery.
1: Oh, you know what? I have seen this one. Isn't this a Michael Bay one?
0: Uh, no, I think it was uh produced by Michael Bay. I don't know if he... Actually, you know what? I think I might be wrong. I think Jerry Bruckheimer shot it like he was the, the cinematographer, but I think okay. Michael Bay directed it. I think you're right. The Rock Movie. No, not the rock movies. No, Internet. (laughs) No, I you know what, though? That does remind me I haven't seen Scorpion King in a while. I like to do an annual watch of the Scorpion King because, God, that movie is just well, it's a movie. Definitely. For sure. It's definitely a spinoff of The Mummy. Um, Let's see. The Rock. Click on there. Who is it shot by? Who directed it? Story by David Weisberg. Douglas S. Cook. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Yep, that's right there. But why? How, how does Wikipedia not list the director, at least like the third name on there? Yep, Michael Bay. You're correct. It is Michael Bay.
1: Hey, look, I know things about movies.
0: And I'll tell you what, like this had to start at least start his fetish for like planes flying very close to people. But like looking up at them because <laughs> like the the penultimate scene is like Nick Cage, like waving flares as like a jet flies right over his head. And oh, that, yeah. that shot has been in every single fucking Transformers movie. <laughs> but, you know, funny thing, I, I am like no jokes, like all jokes aside, this is a good movie. The Rock is a solid film. And I, maybe not critically, I guess I could be wrong about that. But I've always thought it was a good movie past even the fact that my parents have told me most B movies are amazing films. Uh, the Rock is solid. The, one of the really cool things. So Nicolas Cage plays this weirdly enough some sort of like biochemist that works for the government and there's like this terrorist cell they've taken over um what's the island prison in san francisco alcatraz they've taken over Alcatraz. thank you they've taken over alcatraz they got a bunch of people there and they're gonna set off a bomb that's gonna like destroy san francisco unless they get however much money and like they used to be good. There's a bunch of other plot stuff. It doesn't really matter, but they send a Nicholas Cage because of course you can't. It's the Michael Bay logic that he used in <laughs> fucking Armageddon, right? Like instead of training astronauts to be oil drillers, let's train the oil drillers to be astronauts because that's more interesting, but exactly. it like, doesn't make any sense. They train Nicholas Cage to be the soldier to go in and infiltrate to disarm the bombs instead of <laughs> having Nicholas Cage teach, you know, actual like military personnel. To disarm the bomb, right? So they're going to send them in, except for you can't just get into Alcatraz, right? Like, notoriously, no one's ever escaped from Alcatraz except for one guy. And they're like, no, 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 it's not true. No one's ever escaped. You're like, no, no, no. This guy did, but we kept him under wraps and put him in a different prison and just never told anybody about it. Okay. That's a kind of cool movie, right? Like, you'd watch that. It's yeah. okay. What if I told you that that person was Sean Connery and he's this British, he was a British intelligence officer who got caught here being a spy and they put him in alcatraz and he escaped but again we can't tell people he like somebody escaped from alcatraz so we put him like somewhere else now it's even cooler okay sean connery's in there old guard he's gonna it's gonna be like a buddy cop movie sean connery's gonna teach nicholas cage how to get in they're gonna infiltrate together that's really cool what if i told you he's supposed to be james bond but old oh shit yeah, that is what's supposed to happen in the movie. Now, they couldn't get the rights to James Bond, so they didn't actually have him be James Bond. They didn't say it, but they didn't not say it is the other thing about that movie. You could watch that. They don't say his name. The only thing that would make it seem like it's not James Bond is he has a daughter in the film. Oh, okay. um, you don't meet her or anything like that. But like, you know, James Bond notoriously doesn't have any ties or
1: whatever. I mean, honestly, James Bond could have many daughters. He just wouldn't know them. Exactly.
0: And they do give him a real name, but James Bond is a code name anyway, so it still could be James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 a fucking hilarious film. It's it's awesome to watch. Again, it's one of the I think Michael Bay's best films. Like people talk about Armageddon is like, oh, that's actually solid. No, The Rock is a good film, and he made it. So like yeah, I can't say Michael Bay is the worst because I love that film. Uh but there's a lot of cool jokes, a lot of spy jokes in there. Like one of the final scenes is this microfilm um it's like the microfish like like you know in the, the little box and you got to look through it, like a little magnifying glass to see what's actually on the film yeah um that was what he was hiding when he got caught in America and it's got all of America's secrets in there and the joke at the final scene spoilers if you have not seen the rock is nicolas cage looking at it going honey do you want to find you want to know what happened to kennedy do you want to know about the aliens cuz it's on here like that's the whole thing and of course nicolas cage gets to play up nicolas cage and Yell about bombs, and he wears more Hawaiian button up shirts because Nicolas Cage, and like he just you know, does that in every single fucking film he's in. It's amazing. Nicolas Cage has had star power
1: before he was a star, and <laughs> uh, yeah, can you tell that I love that movie? I mean, I'm sold, I'm I'm gonna watch it at work yeah definitely watch
0: it at work that, that, is, that is such a good movie to watch at work uh sean connery has a ponytail like he was wont to do in the 90s like, oh like, i mean
1: uh, And
0: they, they make him cut it which is a whole thing but like he again michael bay directing and like this like jerry Bruckheimer produced like there's a lot of continuity areas with it like so he had a ponytail and he talked about like yeah you grew it in prison but yeah he's upset when they cut it even though like he only grew it in prison. It's a whole thing. Oh, man. Uh, Not yeah. the ponytail. Yeah, but like one of his things, like again, he's supposed to be James Bond, right? Like one of his, one of his things about joining up, like they're like, you have to help, but she's like, I'll only help you if you get me a suit and a haircut and a drink and like a martini. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. Let, let's throw out some more James Bond things. I will like, only help you if you get me a golden gun. You know, like it's, like really laying it on thick like listen we can't say it's James Bond but you know who Sean Connery is and you know James Bond and you know that James this is bond. James Bond <laughs> i he... i once i once had sex with a woman named Octopussy <laughs> um
1: yeah, <laughs> was yeah, that her name was i don't her know name in movie? i don't know
0: is it kind of as, as a bond girl if she was a villain is that like a rule maybe I feel like I feel like I I heard that somewhere. They're like, oh no, it's not a Bond girl. If it's a bad guy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you take anything away from this podcast, watch The Rock.
1: <laughs> See, like my my brain is like so like accustomed to like parodies of things because like that's just the type of media that we've absorbed over the years, right? That, like when you say Sean Connery, my brain instantly goes directly to the character Colonel Gentleman from The Venture <laughs> Brothers. <laughs>
0: i mean that's honestly more like the his portrayal in the rock that's a really cool thing about the film well, and like kudos to whoever wrote that script it's not just referential it's like it's it, it parodies it but it's more of an analog to that character and because of that it has a lot of fun there's a lot of fun nods and a lot of funny jokes about it like again that whole line where like i won't help you unless you get me a suit that's kind of funny like inherently and it is very venture bros ask when you say that like very colonel gentleman of like i need a suit before i can do this and i need to get right. drunk and like you know i don't beat women but when i do like it's it's all of those stupid <laughs> stupid fucking things uh i need to watch some venture bros it it's very good yeah but yeah watch the rock and i just, I, I was very excited cuz you know i i like to make two golden guns uh Not just sporadic, but like organic, you know, I want to I want to spring it on you, but I want it to be relevant, you know, because you don't just want to talk about Nicolas Cage on a podcast for no reason. You know, no one Mm -hmm. one wants to listen to that.
1: I do. Uh,
0: (laughs) Apologies if you've ever turned into any of our other podcasts. Uh,
1: Don't apologize. We know what we're about. (laughs) You You know why you're here.
0: Yeah, that's the if you've been here this long, you were prepared for it. You know, they're like, oh, this has been a roller coaster. They talked like, about Michigan history for 25 minutes, and now they're talking about The Rock. Like,
1: it's, by not, Michael our, it's not our fault. At this point, you knew where the door was,
0: right? <laughs> that's
1: on you, man. That's on you to like come here.
0: <laughs> oh, anyways, have you watched anything good lately?
1: Um, I've actually been watching um, the Umbrella Academy. I just finished the first season. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So I loved the first season. I I, I knew it was kind of it was kind of kitschy. Like it was a little bit like, oh, OK, this was a little bit of like a made for TV movie. Like I I dug it and I really, really liked Gerard Way's writing. Like I like the comic book and I like I love I love their concept album. Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, uh, My Chemical Romance uh, is it their third album with the Killjoys thing. I don't know. You, know. you know what I'm talking about? Nope. It had that single. na 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 na. nah. nah, 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 nah.
1: Oh, the one I (laughs) hate. Everyone hates. What'd you say? I said the one I hated.
0: Ah, well, you're an idiot, but uh, I love that album. But I love the story behind it, too. Like, because, again, he's a comic book writer. He wrote the Umbrella Academy, but he's written a lot of other things uh, for DC, too. Uh, But I I love that world. I thought it was a really cool, like, parody, analog type universe, you know. There's there's characters that that represent DC and Super and Marvel, but really it works on its own. And I really, really dug that. But when the show came to Netflix, I was like, ah, this is a little little ham-fisted. It's a little low budget, but it was still fun. But season two, dude, season two was amazing.
1: Really? I haven't started it yet.
0: Watch it now. Like, watch it the next thing, because it is you thought season one was good it's three times better
1: yeah i had a lot of fun with season one like i enjoyed it all the way through and like sarah started it because she was bored and she was like i don't know if you're gonna like this it doesn't seem like your kind of thing but like i was like two episodes in and i'm like i fucking love this shit
0: why did why'd you think it wasn't gonna be
1: <laughs> i don't know like well I, I, you know. <laughs> I, like, I don't like many things apparently <laughs>
0: I mean that is true. I'm not gonna argue <laughs> argue with that statement. I think she might have had that in mind, but uh, I I dug it. I thought that it was really good. Season two was amazing though, and uh, I don't I don't know. Like uh, uh, five is probably the best character on that entire show. I fell in love with it because of his portrayal, like as, as like a like an old man playing a kid. I'm like this is genius. Like you are awesome, and because of that. Uh, I, I forget his, his first name. I think his last name is Gallagher. Like I followed him on a bunch of social media and I was like, are you, are you secretly like 60? Like how old are you in real life? Because you played that way too well. And he's like this, uh, like full on prod prodigy musician. Ooh. Yeah. So like, he's already like genius level and he hadn't really acted before that role. Huh? Yeah.
1: He, he was damn good.
0: He was amazing. Like he stole the show. And I love all the actors on that show, actually. And I've seen them all in amazing things. Obviously, everybody knows um, Juno. What's your name? <laughs> Do you ever think that like I'm just secretly like a middle uh white housewife mom? Every day of my life. Every time I go, you know, what's his face? You know, the guy I like. You know, the like, guy. <laughs> by the way. Like I just hear my mom's voice. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Why can't my my uh, my brain work at all? It's uh, Alan Page, by the Alan way. Alan Page, thank you. So everyone knows Alan Page, but everybody else in that show is is like, if not famous, uh, awesome character actor. Like number one, uh, you know the Gorilla Kid. He was in Black Sails, and he played Billy Bones. Oh, cool. Yeah. Have you Have you seen Black Sails? No. Spoilers for Black Sails. It is a prequel to Treasure Island. No one fucking tells you that. I watched I watched a whole season of that show, and the entire I was afraid to like ask my wife because she was she's a big fan of pirates. She she loves Treasure Island, and she knew, and I could tell that she knew something, but I didn't want to ask. I was like I didn't want to sound stupid because like they mentioned like yeah this is Billy we call him Billy Bones, and they start talking about like all these different things, and then they mentioned uh, I forget the name now off the top of my head, but the captain that is dead in Treasure Island that they all hated, who hid the treasure. He's the main character of the show. Oh, and they mentioned his name. I was like, "This sounds like Treasure Island," but is that stupid? Is that a stupid question to ask?
1: Is it Captain Flint? And-
0: Flint. It is. It's Captain Flint. Thank you. And They mentioned Captain Flint. I was like, "It sounds like Treasure Island," but it's not Treasure Island. This is obviously this is a show on Stars. It's not Treasure Island. I don't want to say it. And then finally, when they they finally call Billy Billy Bones, and they have a couple like hints, um, that the guy that they're with is going to become Long John Silver. So like, uh-huh. he's like the so he's like the second lead basically. He's like this, like uh, like slick talking guy who joins the crew to like swindle them out of money. And I was like, this really seems like Long John Silver, like they got a whole thing. And I asked my wife, I was like, is this supposed to be like an homage to like? Actually, she's like, it's a full on prequel, dude. How do you not know that? Fuck, all right, yeah. See, this is why I didn't want to say anything because I'm a fucking idiot. Like,
1: (laughs) aren't you the literary guy? Like, what the fuck? I
0: know, right. (laughs) she's way the thing is like when it comes to real books like not about like you know superheroes and dragons, dragons. you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah i forget where i was going with this entire uh aside but watch
1: black sales question mark yeah um the the guy from oh yes yeah, so, so Billy bones yeah yeah so yep.
0: he was the he was the gorilla dude um i forget his name in the show uh but
1: Seance, I believe Which is his show? name in the comic book. Luther or, uh,
0: no, no, uh, Umbrella Academy uh, seance, the the one who can talk to ghosts.
1: Oh, oh, Klaus, he he's Klaus, probably okay. he's probably my favorite so far. Yeah,
0: he's awesome. He's an amazing actor, but he was already in uh, a superhero show. Um, on I mean, it was on Hulu, but it was from one of the BBCs. Uh, let me look up the the name of the show. It's actually a pretty solid superhero show as well. A little, little bit low budget and very cheeky, but very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, let's see. Klaus at Umbrella Academy. I think he
1: was number four.
0: Thank you. Let's see. His
1: name is Robert Sheehan. I just, I really loved his character because like, like he was the one out of the family that really grew the most. Yeah, I love, I love
0: his entire arc, especially when he went back in time. Again, sorry, spoilers for The Umbrella Academy season uh, 1. Season 1, yeah, but when he goes back in time, that was uh, that was a big turn for me. I did, I I didn't expect that. And like I said I had read some of the comics, but I wasn't big into them. I wasn't like I didn't read every issue. I didn't fall in love with it. Right away, I was like, oh, this is good. Like, this was entertaining. I liked more of Gerard Way's, like, DC stuff. Like, all of his Doom Patrol stories and his whole Milk Wars crossover. (laughs) Like, I thought it was really enjoyable. But, like, I knew he was a good writer, so I was really wanting to check out the show because it was a little bit more up my avenue. If you're going to do this alternate world type thing, I was like, oh, it'll be more palatable if it's on Netflix, I guess. And I was right. Like, I definitely dig this show. But when he went back in time, and it was him in uh the vietnam war i was like oh my god this is genius
1: yeah it was that that show is such a clusterfuck of tones but it works so well
0: yeah and like there's a couple of times i think it doesn't quite work like there's there's some of the melodrama in the family that i think they play up too heavy and uh there's a couple of times where like oh very clearly didn't have the budget for it but season two fixes a lot of that we're like they do have a bigger budget and they do have i think a a better idea where they want to go from, from the start. I think that was mm-hmm. part of the issue with season one where like, it seemed a little bit of uh, they're like, well, we clearly want to end the season here, but we don't know where to start it. So Yeah. We kind of walk around and yell at each other for a good three, four episodes, which is, I think is a similar issue that you run into with a lot of the Netflix shows. Mm -hmm. is or like a lot of the netflix uh superhero shows like i think luke cage had a lot of those problems on the back half where it's like we did all the cool stuff up front so let's just have i don't know walk around for three four episodes and then we'll end where we wanted to end like we always know where we want the last frame to be
1: honestly i think those shows are at their weakest when they like try and make these episodes that are like a full hour long because i was enjoying the show more when the episodes were shorter yeah when you get like a 45
0: minute episode like I, I, that's just like that's a sweet spot. Like, honestly, like, why does it need to be an hour or an hour fifteen as some yeah. like go on? like this is unnecessary. Like <laughs> like it's it's just like when you think about comic books, where like this is they're all based on comic books. All popular media media is now. Like, a comic book takes maybe twenty minutes at its longest to read. You know? it's twenty two, sometimes thirty pages. Like you can get that done in a heartbeat. There's usually not like even, dialogue heavy issues you know you're still your your brain absorbs most of that information in 15 minutes why are we making these like epics that need to be an hour hour 10 to like tell a one issue story like that it's it seems a little ridiculous and maybe a little mas- masturbatory, you think about it, like you have these like long shots that are establishing. I'm like, OK, they're in a courtroom. I get it. Like, it does not need to be does not need to be 15 minutes long. I get it. Matt Murdock, he's he's the daredevil. He's also yeah. a lawyer. I got gotcha. you.
1: Like, like there, there is like a reason to have a long like shot that doesn't do a whole lot if there's like a point to it. But if it's just like, oh, that's just a long shot of his face. All right. Cool. That's
0: like when you watch any movie from the 70s. Like, yeah. Oh, here's a here's a 25 minute establishing shot of Rikers Island. I'm like, oh, all right. I guess this is a prison movie. <laughs> Fuck. Why is this taking so long? And they're like, uh, have you watched not the 70s, this further back, but have you watched the original Ocean's Eleven? No. So there's very clear that there's no movie there. Like the original Ocean's Eleven is just a bad film all around. But one of the same things that happened in most of those movies back then was whenever there was international travel or any sort of travel really at all. It had an establishing shot for the airport, the person going to get the person from the airport, the person coming back from the airport, going to the destination, going back to the airport. Like they showed everything. I'm like, you can just show a plane. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like we fully understand. But partly again, Ocean's 11 is is specifically extra bad about that because there's no film there. They didn't really have an idea. They just wanted them to clip a couple times to advertise that Frank Sinatra on the Rat Pack were going to be in Las Vegas. Um, like that was like yeah, literally like, like the entire point of the film.
1: Like, like like maybe give me the spark notes of that scene, you know?
0: But like every like all of it, all of the people meeting up like and when you watch the the new one, you know, I guess new one, it's now now over a decade old. But um, when you watch like the Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney and Brad Pitt, like everybody has a point. Like when you see the person, it's like establishing this is their quirk, where they fall in, what the relationship is with the crew. Bam, onto the next guy. Whereas in with that original one, it's like they go to the airport, they pick up the the guy from the airport. You hear them trying to yell over the airplane because the airport is loud, and then they watch them drive to the meeting point. You have them talk to <laughs> Frank Ocean, and then or not Frank Ocean is that his name in that movie. No, Danny. We haven't talked to Danny. Frank Ocean is a a recording artist. Um, They haven't talked to Danny for like 30 seconds. And then they follow Danny to the airport again to pick up the next guy. (laughs) So stupid. So dumb. By the way, so he was in the Misfits.
1: Okay, yeah. I remember you telling me that about telling me about that years ago.
0: Yeah. You know who else was in the Misfits, which is so crazy to think about. Um, The Flayed Man guy from... Game of Thrones who's really creepy and tortured a bunch oh. of
1: people
0: Bolton. I can't remember his first name.
1: Are you, are we are we talking Bolton senior or Bolton junior?
0: Bolton junior.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of creepy in the show too, but in like a weird likable kind of way. Yeah. They all are. They're all awful people. So like the whole conceit of misfits, including Klaus's character, is they're they're young. Um some of them are teenagers, some of them are like 20-somethings in the UK and they get in trouble so they have to do like community service and there's some sort of incident and they get powers. And but like they still have to go to do community service. So it's like them like kind of it's like almost like Breakfast Cluby. So they start to like become friends, but they have superpowers and the shenanigans that they get into while trying to learn how to use their powers. Okay, okay. And like it's 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 a solid show that takes you on a wild ride. It's super low budget. So like sometimes that gets in the way of it, like all of their powers. It's kind of like it was that show uh, Alphas on uh, on Sci-Fi. Did you watch that one at all?
1: I actually was super into the beginning of season two. Oh, okay, And then just kind of fell off.
0: Yeah, it's a lot like how that show handles it. Not necessarily as bad or like that show was like these are all people that are like all possible, like they're just a little bit higher leveled. They're a little bit stronger and a little bit more effects. But when it comes to like the budget wise, very similar mm-hmm. from Misfits. Well, um,
1: one thing I did enjoy about Alphas is it, it's one thing I always love is the superpowers that have a definite cost to them. Like there was one character who had super strength, but it like any time he used it, put a hell of a strain on his heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the character I always think about. It's actually the only one I can remember. Yeah. Entire yeah. show uh but yeah that was the level of misfits but uh but yeah uh, <laughs> you should check that out if you liked umbrella academy even though they're really not <laughs> that similar they're both about superheroes i said sub- and by superheroes i mean people with superpowers i think we need to get out of that i think we've kind of passed that but the general public still is like oh you know it's like about superheroes except for you know they're describing the joker or whatever like people yeah. call the joker a superhero movie sometimes I hear that and I'm like, that's not quite I mean you call it a comic book film, I suppose, yeah. but I wouldn't call that a superhero movie. Um, but anyways, this has been Aiming for Mediocrity. Thank you for taking this wild roller coaster uh extravaganza with us. What would would you call us an adventure? Maybe more of an excursion, probably, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, excursion.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. We didn't really do anything, but we definitely didn't go to work. So. I got it. It's a meander. <laughs> it's a meander. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Definitely a meander. Um, so if you like this, check out all of our other podcasts. We have literally a bunch, uh, which is how it like like bananas on appeal. Like that is how you would describe all the other podcasts. If you go to can't be dot com, check out all of our podcasts there. We also do web comics. You can check us out on all the social media at Can't Be Killed Creations. You can check me out at Resident Stevil. Dave, do you want people to follow you on anything? No, I didn't think so. I don't have uh,
1: anything pre- prepared.
0: <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have a prepared <laughs> statement. Um, but the, thank you for listening. This has been aiming for mediocrity, and we're out.